Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're live here. I'm Andy. I'm Arnie. And today we're going to be doing a little bit of a movie review. Just a little bit. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so today's movie is um, by Disney Pixar. It's called Soul. And Soul is, uh, Soul is about Joe Gardner, who is a middle school teacher with a love for jazz music. After a successful audition at the Half Note Club, he suddenly gets into an accident that separates his soul from his body and is transported to the You Seminar, a center in which souls develop and gain passions before being transported to a newborn child. Joe must enlist help from the other souls in training, like 22, a soul who has spent eons in the U seminar in order to get back to earth. I think that's a, a little, it's, that's a good start. Uh, Arnie, I, I love these kinds of movies. There's, there's something about this type of movie. I was kind of mentioning to you uh, that there's, you know, there's always been um, this scale, this type of movie, which is movies like uh, heaven can wait down to earth. These movies where, uh, Someone's taken a little bit too soon before they've gotten their big opportunity. Uh, Heaven Can Wait is about a, uh, a guy who wants a shot in the NFL, and uh, he gets his tryout. He goes to tryouts. He, he's made the team, and right before he gets to play his first NFL game, uh, he gets a little too excited and, and somehow loses his life, and that's it. You know, it plays this whole thing kind of similar to a um, it's a wonderful life kind of, you know, you know, some angels come down. They got to hash things out <laughs> to get this guy's body back in there. Uh, down to Earth is the same thing, but with a comedian, with a compete, comedian aspect. They made another movie like this called Here Comes Mr. Jordan. And uh, that movie was about, about a boxer. So these remakes happened in uh, like. In 1943, in the 1970s, the one that Down to Earth came out in 2000s, they all happened about 20 to 30 years apart. And so it was time for this movie to come back. And I love that. And uh, I'm excited that this movie came back as a um, somebody for some young adults <laughs> who need this movie. <laughs> and uh and so, like, I, I was really excited to see a movie like this. Or when I found out it was this type of movie, I was really excited. Uh, it's a Pixar in general. So, Arnie, what, what did you think of this movie? Dude, I do. I love these movies. These movies are nice. They're like, I told you before, like, this is a, this felt like a, like a quaint movie. You know, it's, it, yeah. it didn't feel like a big overarching story. It didn't feel epic in scale. It was small. And I think that was by design. These kind of movies always are because they really are about examining a life. Um, one of my favorite ones in this genre is called Defining Your Life. Um, it's a really good movie. It came out, uh, I believe, it was in the uh, it was it was the early '90s. Um, uh, it stars a a beautiful Meryl Streep and uh, Albert Brooks as well. Um, that these movies are always like, which again, that one's also a comedy. Which like comedy is a really good way to examine life because it just kind of plays that way, you know, life. Yeah. Because um, you know, real because like real like a real comedy is is life you know, all about what is actually happening in your life and things like that. Um, and I really like when these, the, the reason these movies are so good to me and I like them is because they are about lessons and they're about 
like understanding the way you work and figuring out your bullshit. Bigger picture lessons, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and soul in particular was just it. It hit all the same notes. It had the same whimsy that 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 comes along with these movies. Um, and it definitely has that same like really well thought out grace and really well heartfelt message. That just is nice. It's it's a nice movie, uh, and this is a nice movie genre, and I really uh-huh. enjoyed it. I like that you said it was quaint. Uh, it, it does remind me of a Pixar short, like, yeah. a, a, like the movie that you saw before the movie, um, which have always been really good. I, I remember um, the most recent one was Bao. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bao is just, just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, why are you going to make me like just cry? Like, just, <laughs> it's like massive tears before like watching Toy Story three or something. Like yeah. you know. You go to see something that's like fun for the kids, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're sitting there and you're trying to like hold down some tears. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, that that's what just came to mind when you said like quaint and you know because it does remind you of a elongated short because these Pixar films they do amazing work absolutely because it, it, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to get an animation done like this, this especially with this magnitude, this size. Um, yeah. And I do feel like the biggest thing that, that kind of makes it feel that way is the fact that it does, this movie doesn't have a lot of characters, right? It really is a movie of two. It's an ensemble of two, right, for most of it. And it's about these two characters, not just like finding out about each other, 22 and Joe, but really finding out about themselves and figuring out what they want to do in life. And I, I love when Pixar does that because a lot of their movies, you know, like Toy Story, filled with character. Filled with all kinds of gags and, and, and just things happening in every corner. And this is just really a nice dialed down story. It's got some regular beats to it. It's got that like Freaky Friday vibe in the middle of it. Right? When 22 takes over the body and it's like a fish out of water story. And then in that is where the really good character moments happen. Um, and I just really like love that. I, I love I love um, a part of this movie takes place in the afterlife, and 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 they find this like this guy who like goes around the world and like in a ship, right? And he just like finds lost souls. So that really harkens back to um, a couple of um, um uh, who's uh, do you like uh, the guy who does the Monty Python movies? Um, the I forget his name, but it, there's this movie where like. Oh, Time Bandits. It's like it feels like a Time Bandits kind yes. of homage, right? Yeah. Or it's like it's, these, yeah, these guys like going in through this whimsical world and trying to find souls in the in this weird out out world where it's kind of infinity but not. I just I really like that a lot, and I I think the story and everything just really kind of comes together in a really nice facet way. You feel for the characters, you really do. That's the thing that Pixar does so well, and why they take so long with a lot of these projects. They really want to make you connect, you know? Um, I, I do I do feel like this may have not been the best kids movie because it was, you know, because it was... I said young, that's why I said young adults. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's very young adults. For sure. Like, because it didn't really like, like there's, there's not a lot going on, you know? There's not a lot to really take your attention off things. There, there's a lot of melodrama in the character moments in this movie. Like uh, in the moment where, um, where, where Joe is helping uh 22 put on put on his clothes right and then there's this moment where he re- he like looks at oh actually the moment where like they're walking around and like 22 in his body is like experiencing the world 
And then Joe, as the cat, <laughs> looks at looks at her being him and realizes that she's fuck, she's enjoying life. She's just like enjoying everything that's happening around her. And like that, that moment is just like a really encompassing, like, you know, microcosm of what this, this movie really is. Oh my God. Yeah, you know? you're right. Cause I, what I loved, how did they do this? I feel like within, like with my eyes in the movie, you see that, that moment the first time and you're kind of like, you, you kind of have that exasperation. You're like, Oh, come on. They got to get going. You got to fix this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's Pixar's telling us in our head, just saying like, you know, the first time you might experience this, you might not see what life is actually giving you. Mm. You know what I mean? You might not experience yeah. it to the full. And then when you reminisce on it, you remember those, those moments as like, I should have sat, I should have sat down and taken a breath of air. Yeah. That moment when I had it. And I, I love the little moments like that in this. Um, but you speak about the characters and the, man, the characters were, were phenomenal. I, I, I'm looking at this cast and I was going to say at first that this wasn't like one of those big shot, you know, Toy Story casts. But I mean, it, it, it is still huge. I mean, you have Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey portraying the, those two characters yeah. that you see uh, the most often. And um, the Moonwind, who plays the pirate, he's, he's played by uh, Graham Norton. Uh, which he does a phenomenal job. He uh, he's the perfect hippie for this. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and then like as you go down, the little people that you meet are really great characters. Uh, you meet Le- uh, Leba, the the uh, the mother, who's play- played by Felicia Rashad, who is the is the mother of every sitcom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she is mom. <laughs> like. When you think about that, like Felicia Rashad is mom in, in every way. Uh, yeah. Questlove, Questlove is the barber. Uh, you see uh, Dorothea, who's one of the other like seamstress. It's played by Angela Bassett. Uh, David Diggs is Paul, the um, the kid in the barber shop who's like uh, a little bit angry at life. Yeah, but so like, there's countless. There's there's great depth in this cast uh those are just some of the other name drops uh, uh elise braga uh she's like the only she's the female in i am legend <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah 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 there's there's two people there's she two kids she, she cooks the bacon <laughs> yeah she, she makes the bacon yep. she makes the bacon <laughs> Uh, she's uh counselor Jerry. So she's the voice of counselor Jerry, which is really that soothing, like uh woman voice. That's the one that I thought was someone else. So, uh, I don't know. Like I loved, especially these like minor characters. I love that, that those feelings that you get, uh, Pixar does this thing. That's great. Which is like, I don't know how to say the word, but naiveness, they do naiveness so well yeah. experiencing the world for the first time when when like she doesn't know what money is, so she gives a piece of her bagel to the musician, right. <laughs> and like you know everybody, everybody in like New York or something would think, like God, you know, like that's what they hate the most is when somebody puts <laughs> food in their hat or something, you know, or like to take the the soda, like somebody left half a soda under this bench, <laughs> like there's like moments like that that are killer, yeah, that are hilarious, and I think Pixar does that just oh so great and the, the that that's what really makes this 
movie for kids and very enjoyable because these jokes, every little written thing is just hilarious. And um, it's like a great movie that you can go see with a kid and, and like everybody can enjoy it. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think um, the biggest thing, the thing, biggest thing about the story that that really hits kids close to home for me is that like as as a as a guy trying to be an artist in a lot of different ways, a lot of this story hits hard and for home. You know, like it's it is it is that struggling artist, like always pushing, always trying to do the thing that he wants to do, never getting anything until he finally gets his big break, and then something happens. You know, like Joe's story is the story of a lot of struggling artists out there and people who like want to make it in the world. Right. And I, I think in this world that we're living in, we're like, I don't know if you knew this, but like, like there's been a bunch of tests that are given to kids and they're asked them what they want to be with their grow up. And like the number one choice in America is they all want to be fucking YouTubers, <laughs> like social media influencers. You know what I mean? Like this is a really good story to kind of pinpoint the feelings of just trying to make it in a world where like you don't know if you will. And, you, and, and if you keep trying, you may not make it, you know, and, and, and like what, what that can turn you into, you know, uh, not a not very pleasant person to be around or like a not really um, a, a person who, who like is able to live in the world and just be content. You know, I, I feel that in a lot of ways, you know, I, 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 I went to my brother's for, for Christmas and he just talked to me about how he's just re going to remodel his house just because he has the money and the time. And that's like the biggest thing happening in his life. And like, in my head, I'm thinking, really, that's, that's everything you want in your life, man. <laughs> You just this is, is this what like regular life in America is? You just fucking buy a house and figure out how to fucking fix it up all the time. You know? It's it's when people. Uh, it's just funny, like you said. You know, you were we were talking earlier about you know your new adventures that you're going through, and like uh, somebody once told me, like, because I told them, like, I really need a project. I really need something yeah. like to, to like to put my heart and soul into right now. And uh, it was because I, I was I I couldn't do it at my job at the time. And that's where I usually uh, unload all this energy. And they like, they just told me, buy a house. Buy a house. You'll never, have, you'll never be done. You'll, you'll never not have a project if you just go buy a house. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to. And like, what's, what's funny is like, I don't want to waste my life. And it's sad. Yeah. Like, this, is this is some people. But for me, personally, I don't want to waste my life just rebuilding a house. Yeah. <laughs> Every time something falls, <laughs> yeah. that's not like something I want to do. My house and my car are something I don't want to work on. I want them to to fulfill their purpose in life, and I, I want to you know live through them and yeah. in them, but not not like live to like make them better or something. I mean, you know, like we should all you know want to make our home nice and, and yeah, you know, but but it shouldn't be our end all. And Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I totally get that, man. Um, yeah, this this does this does make you feel what an artist kind of feels, which, and like there's that moment where at the end of it, you know, he gets to play, he gets to play his gig. And at the end of it, he's outside looking for a taxi. And he's just like, I can't believe this was like, this was it. Like, what do I do next? Yeah. And yeah, he really has that reason with himself. Like, yeah. you know, like now that you, you know, the chase is gone, what do you chase now? And I was just like, you know, and, it's nice that like that kind of this kind of movie makes you think a little bit deeper because I, to me, I was just like, maybe, you know, he just keeps going because I, I don't know. He, it sounds like 
he should inspire others because he's he's obviously doing that very well right now, inspiring others to by being a teacher, by you know yeah. by showing other people his passion. He he's an inspiration, and I don't I don't think uh, I don't think he gets that yet, but he will for sure. Um, I I want to touch on a couple of the directors here. So um, one of the directors is. Uh, the guy who actually is uh, is directing Kurt, who has a movie that is on the list of the movies that might get an Oscar nomination this year. Um, his name is uh, uh, I think it's it's K E M P Kemp Powers. Um, yeah. He wrote One Night in Miami, and he's also a writer on Star Trek Discovery, which is interesting right here. Oh, um, like yeah, the new one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other director is uh, Pete Ducter. I think it's Doctor or Docker. I think it's Doctor. It almost looks like Doctor, but um, he's the guy who um, directed Up as well. So right. you can kind of feel that that kind of the economy there. You know, I'm sure that one director is helping the other with with, with the technology, and the other one's just kind of writing the story, right? As I saw Pete Doctor has writing credits for Monster, Inside Out, Up, and Soul, which is up. Yeah. amazing, an amazing yeah. list. So there were there were a few moments in this movie that really kind of like. I want to talk about the world building here and like the way the direction really kind of uh, put together the world of the afterlife and the world of the, the real. Um, I like the, the, the mechanism by which um, the afterlife and the regular world combined. And it, it, it culminates with that piano scene at the beginning of the film when Joe is doing the audition and he gets into the zone, right? And when he gets into the zone, the world kind of just fades away into blue. And then it's all just blue, beautiful lighting. And it's just him keying into the net to the universe, you know? You know, I, I, I don't like, I, you, you've, been, you've been a performer. I've been a performer. We, we know what that feels like. You know, you know, you know when, you, when you're like, when you really know a piece and you're performing it and it's really playing off with the audience and you're just in it. You feel it you know that you're like disconnected from your body a little bit. I, 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 lo I love the way that this story and the direction really kind of brought that home. Um, there's, I, want, I want to mention, just because of the fact that it was a piano scene, there's an anime called Your Lie, um, Your Lie in December, I believe it is. It's a fantastic, and I gotta say anime, if you're looking for some really good melodrama, holy shit, anime has some amazing melodrama. Uh, and Your Lie in November, I believe it is, um, it, it is, it's an anime about unrequited love and at the center of it is, um, a, a piano prodigy and the scenes that, that have the piano and it's an anime, right? So the, the anime piano scenes are, 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 are whimsical and big and huge and beautiful. And, and that really, to me in my heart, just cause I've seen that harken back to those kinds of scenes. Um, and it really resonated because, um, it, it's difficult to explain that mode to people. If you haven't been a performer or, you know what I mean? Or, or like someone who, who is in a competitive, it's even competitive too, right? Like, like if you're a boxer or something like that, if you're doing something that requires you to use your body and mind and soul together uh, to get in the zone for real. And I love how they use that anecdote to say that that's where humanity keys in to the universe, right? And that's how they kind of brought in uh, the universe in the real world. And it's how like Joe comes back into the afterlife trying to find 22 at the end. I thought that was just beautiful and well-made and, and really harkens to the, the true artistry of Pixar movies and like what they, that, that's what they really do well. You know, that's oh, just yeah. these beautiful whimsical moments that are, are, are just, just amazing. Um, 
and I, I all the jazz scenes were just were beautiful yes. sounding. They used great music. I mean, there was great like Duke Ellington. Uh, there was some uh, I can't. There's some Fitzgerald. There was just all sorts of amazing music I can't name right now off the top of my head. But uh, and those moments, those jazz moments specifically uh, that you're talking about in the even even early on in the um, when he's talking about it in the classroom, and then when we go later on in the into the jazz club. They're all just these beautiful, like blues and purples everywhere, and and it's it's a gorgeous it's all it's a gorgeous setting. Anytime they put us in there, um, there is a, like I love the the different world. You know exactly when you're in the soul world, obviously. Yeah, and you know when you're in the real world, and you know when you're uh, in the jazz world, kind of like in that in that like kind of. Um, uh, losing you know losing your uh losing your soul into the yeah. kind of type thing i, I don't know i love I, I love the uh the the it was it was it was dude it was literally literally the scene from interstellar like <laughs> where at the you know when he when he falls in 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 when he falls into the afterlife and yeah. it all becomes geometric shapes yeah. And they're all folding <laughs> on each other. It was directly taken from Miller Stellar, bro. Uh, like that, that stuff is what was really beautiful and really well done, right? And you knew exactly what was happening. I also like how the um the counselors uh, they introduced themselves as um as basically the Jerry. universe and everything, oh. <laughs> right? At the very they're like, oh, we oh we, we we are we are we are the universe and everything that exists all around all the time, always. <laughs> Hi, and I, I I make myself into this form so that you know what I am. Right. Yeah, I love I love those moments and things like that. Cause like you know, how, how, like how do you make this world make sense, right? There were there was one thing that I had a trouble with. Like, apparently the 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 guy, so um, a, a Graham Norton's character was just literally a hippie, <laughs> a hippie dude with a side gig who was just like meditating while he's flipping his tire around. <laughs> and as he's meditating, these other people are meditating around the world and they're combining together in the afterlife and they're just like blowing around saving souls. Totally doesn't make any sense. Totally doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Totally taking some liter some, uh, some liter literature, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, uh, no, I think Graham Norton is a, is like a, he's one of the lost souls, but he helps other lost souls. And so what I think is like the, there's two ways to go into that. Ah, okay. I see what there's, you're saying. I there's see two saying. ways to go in that world, right? One way was the way that we saw where, you know, you're, you're, you're playing on the piano and you kind of, you get in the zone. Yeah. And when you're in the zone, you appear like in the bubble in the air. Yeah. But then there's also the way to, and this is the way I took it. Like, this is just, you know, uh, an observation, I guess, just, but there's the other way where you, you kind of lose your soul in something by just doing it over and over with repetitiveness. So like the, they, they took yeah. the stockbroker guy and the stockbroker guy is just trading on his computer and he's tapping away and he's just trading and he's just like, got to make a trade, got to make a trade. And I feel like to, to me is like, that's what, uh, moon, what was his name? Moon, what? Uh, let's see. Moonwind. That's what his character does. He, he spins yeah. the sign he spins the sign on the on the street corner to to get into that world because that's his, that's his zone, right? Yeah, he's just in his zone, man. It, and he he that's how he gets there. He goes, he saves some people, comes back out of it, and is 
his his bigger mission is like you know in the soul world more than in the in the real world yeah again kind of like inception when you walk into that room with a bunch of like monks and they're all in the dream world oh yeah <laughs> the yeah, yeah. About, yeah and the guy's like in a lot of ways this world is not real that world is much real to, to them. them right yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is yeah th this movie i mean this movie is so existential in in the way that it, that it presents itself and like I, I love that we're having these movies that are really having us question our our identities and who we are and trying to get us shaken away of this like reality that we're in you know, not to get too like heady and like in the in the 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 grace of like metaphysical life and things like that, but like, you know, as as a person living in the world, there there are two two of us, right? There's there's the one of us that's like the person that has to live in the world, get a job, make sure that we're doing everything right by the book, and making sure that we're you know a a, a perfectly a, a person in society doing the right thing. But then there's also the 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 inside of us that just wants to like be happy and find find our find our our our, our good place in the world and to feel fulfilled and to feel like we're really happy and doing what we want you know those are two really different aspects of life yeah know? and and like i i feel like i fight with myself daily like one side like my soul you know <laughs> each side of my soul kind of fights each other every day you know like it, it it does feel like i mean we have that old cliche of the little devil and the little angel on the on either side of your shoulders and that, that's kind of how i feel sometimes it's like all right so one side of me is going to stay in this job because I need money. Yeah. Even though it's not what I'm loving to do. When does one win over the other? <sighs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yes. when does one win? Because it's just a constant battle. And then, you know, some days you just, you've had it. And you're just like, cool. I'd rather be happy today than have money. <laughs> and then <laughs> other days, like rather have money today than be happy <laughs> it's like yeah it's it is it is the tragedy of of our american life that fulfilling your soul's wants does not always guarantee you a financial security <laughs> you know like like that is a bigger thing that i think gets said in this movie uh with a better description and with more power than has in those other movies that we mentioned earlier, you know, that uh, those, those movies, they all, they all have the quest of, you know, kind of getting you, you know, what your real meaning in life is, or, you know, what your real passions you want to be. But this movie really hones in on like finding that middle ground and knowing, knowing that like a purpose isn't just one tract. It's not one-minded. It you know, like you could have bigger purpose than just playing your instrument, basically. Yeah. Like that 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 doesn't that's not necessarily a purpose. That's that's something you like to do, but that's not your purpose. And that's what I, I mm -hmm. like. I like that message that they gave early. You know, like I was like, what um, uh, you know, twenty two is trying to get her last um her last star on her emblem, or you yeah. know, just it's like you know. Uh, what, what was her purpose? You know, was she supposed to be uh, good at walking? And I was like, oh, no, it's not supposed to be what you're good at. It's just just there to let you know that you're ready to take on the world. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's a, that was a very interesting, that's a great line. <laughs> and some yeah. great writing. 
Um, Absolutely. I, I love this movie, man. That just from the pizza scene, I mean, from everything, you know, from the jazz scenes to the trying pizza for the first time. <laughs> like it's, I love the rat <laughs> when he's in the cat and he gets the pizza and he just walks over and then you just see this random rat walking down. <laughs> you just like feet eyes and the rat's just like symbolism. Like they're, they're both dragging pizza. They're yeah. Like, All right. Touche. <laughs> um, I want to say that uh, Jamie Foxx, I think this is probably one of his better performances. I mean, obviously it's a voice performance, but I really felt his, uh, I really felt the dynamic of the change of the character with him. Um, I really, I really got annoyed at Joe. Like there was moments where I was like, bro, like you, you want this so bad. And, and you're just like every step of the way things are coming up and you're just kind of like forcing things to happen all the time. And like, and then through 22 experiencing the world, you as the audience are like, bro, like just enjoy life. Look at what's happening and like calm down. And then, and then it's, 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 the, it's the structure of the writing, the really well done writing where you, you really do. I think they want you, the writer does want you to kind of feel annoyed at Joe, you know, yeah. it, it really does, you know, and, and you do. And, and it's also it. written for a younger audience. So I think that's, that's where it plays into attention span. And it's like, maybe we have the attention span that somebody else wouldn't. So they don't have to portray this, this, uh, this specific moment as long because, yeah. you know, in, in real movies, whereas in this animated movie that you, you kind of want to hit that a little harder just so that your, you know, your audience stays with you. Yeah, definitely. And so you feel more engaged in the story and you, yeah. and you really feel that dichotomy between 22's character and Joe. And it's just a really wonderfully, like, I feel like, again, like, I, I want to say this is, this just, just feels like a quaint, like, small movie because you're really there with these two characters and the character motivations are not too overarching or big. They're very poignant um, and very pointed and very direct. Um, and that is the simplicity and the brilliance of it. And I, I, I really enjoyed Jamie Foxx. I think he, he pulled a, a really good performance out here. The scene where he's speaking to his mother through the cat, and then it and it and it and it shifts when he's speaking through the cat, and then and then it just 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 for a moment, definitely a directing choice. It flips to him actually speaking through his mouth to his mother, the exact things he wants to say to her. That's just it's just a powerful moment, and it's just like, like things like that, like those little directing moments oh, yeah. are just 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 they're just sprinkled throughout this movie. beautiful moment right there where where she finally like kind of agrees with her son you know yeah there's that moment where i was like oh man this is a this is a heavy hitter right here and then yeah. she takes her father her husband's suit which is his father's suit yeah. and, and lets him wear it and i thought that was a, a great powerful moment yeah uh all in all i think um I'd watch this movie again. I thought it was fantastic. I think Pixar did a great job. I don't, I don't know if this is like their, uh, the, like you, what you've been saying, this is just such a quaint movie from Pixar. It's quietly going to go down as one of their better movies. That is it immediately, you know, watched a thousand times in every household <laughs> yeah for is, sure is the way i see it is that like it's this this, this isn't um i can't think of it 
like this just this isn't you know toy story or yeah it's not whimsical right it's it, it, it a lot of it takes uh, place in the real uh, world you know like uh, i remember everybody loved up and was yeah. you know went to go like adults went <laughs> went out of their way to go see it and stuff like that and so um just because of the situation we're in i don't know you know that's not going to happen with soul i i hope it it re- reaches more households yeah because of things like disney plus because i, th- I think it, it is worth the watch yeah um i would totally recommend it what about you uh yeah absolutely i think this is a wonderful movie um i think as an artist someone who's trying to make it in the world um it, it really is a good palate cleanser it it's a grounding movie for artists and i think that's important and i think it's important for for a lot of young kids out there who are wanting to be you know in the spotlight and want to be big you know it, it's good to to kind of put put yourself a little bit down to earth um and realize that um when you you know maybe when you get to that dream and you actually realize what's what realize the thing you want to do you may not feel the difference you might just feel the exact same as you did before but that's that's okay cuz life is life is about the journey you know, it's about the movement towards, it's not about the end point. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of the point of this movie in a lot of ways, because uh, Joe, Joe is literally at the end of his life and 22 is at the beginning of hers before the beginning of hers. Right. And those, and that's just, it's just a beautiful lesson and a beautiful, it's just a beautiful, really well done movie. I really do appreciate it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, I, uh, I think we did it, man. I think we did it. Man. Great. Uh, this is a good watch. Uh, we'll have to think of what to watch next week um, or, you know, in the week to come. Like the, you know, if if you're out there and you're listening to this, go ahead and uh, leave us a comment. Think, Tell us what you thought about this movie. Tell us what you think about us. Maybe you hate hearing our voices. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you like us. Maybe you agree with us. Maybe you have that good artist story that and you can tell us how it related to you or how this movie affected you in any way. Mm. Uh, maybe you can tell us what you didn't like about this review. Uh, <laughs> Arnie, I know you got some solo stuff going on. I've seen you all week. You've been going at it. Heck yeah. Oh. Uh, so I have a little podcast. Uh, it's called the Arnie Diaz show on available on YouTube and on all the po- all the podcasting platforms known to humanity. Uh, Just like us, you can subscribe to us as well on every po- on every podcasting platform, uh, and you can visit us, visit us on YouTube at Kinetic Impressions. And uh, I'm, I'm Andy. I'm Arnie. <laughs> and uh, what do we always say, Arnie? Go watch a movie. <laughs> Go watch a damn movie. <laughs>